Hello and welcome to the Book of Leaves podcast. My name is Cara and I am your host. Welcome to Book of Leaves, a show where I interview people that are doing something good for the planet and we take a leaf from their book. It could be something kind of abstract or more practical. There's loads of different topics that we've covered so far and this of course is episode 56 in which I'll be chatting to Alex Konechka who set up an Instagram page and kind of online shop called Understory but is also involved in a lot of community work and is just one of these legends that seems to just have so many good ideas and the only problem is not enough time to do them all so I can't wait for you guys to listen to Alex's story so absolutely welcome thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast especially if this is your first episode hello it is great to have you here um my name is Cara as I said in the intro and this is just a big passion project of mine that I absolutely love doing I love meeting all these people and I hope you guys enjoy the interviews as much as I enjoy having them and if you any suggestions please do get in touch um also if you haven't listened already there is another podcast out called the climate alarm clock in which alex actually featured on their episode last friday gone the 15th of october i'm also where last month i or last the last podcast episode episode i was i said a date I, I said November when it's actually October or maybe even I said September I don't know I'm so confused as to what time it is and I'm sure you guys are as well this year is just flying by and I actually forget the year honestly surprisingly considering the 2020 is unforgettable but yeah I'm just a bit all over with the date so apologies for last episode where I said the wrong date and just apologies and in advance because I'm definitely gonna get it wrong again this year 100% but yeah thank you for tuning in to the climate alarm clock anyone who's listened to that there is a book of leaves feature on that but there's so many other really cool little features of news updates and climate explainers so absolutely check out that podcast episode if you haven't already I don't think there's really much else to say so I'm going to jump straight into this interview if you like this podcast I do have a patreon account patreon.com forward slash book of leaves thank you so much to the people who have signed up to that I really appreciate it and if for anyone who might not have that kind of money any kind of money uh, whatever to donate regularly you can always um, support once off I have a buy me a coffee buymeacoffee.com forward slash book of leaves and if you haven't got financial means to support don't worry I get you I understand this problem all too well if you could share this podcast or recommend it to a friend or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts which I see a lot of you guys are if you could just take a few seconds to leave a few stars and a little review that would be amazing and extremely helpful but yeah share it around if you find it useful and yeah let me know what ideas you'd like to hear here is Alex I've included everything that we chat about in the show notes and as we talk about Alex is very open about being approached for help when it comes to applying to your local councils for things and you might be going okay what are you talking about okay here's Alex I'll let Alex explain everything thank you guys so much for listening Alex, thank you so much for joining me on the Book of Leaves podcast. It is lovely to have you here. I'm so happy that you have given me your time on this Friday evening of all days of the week. 
So can you please introduce yourself for listeners who may not know you and me, because I'm only really meeting and getting to know you now as well. Absolutely. So yeah, thanks so much for having me. I was so excited to go on. I love the name. I love everything about it. Uh, so, so proud and happy to be here. Um, my name is Alex. I don't know. The best way to start is I've always had like an inseparable connection to nature since I can remember it all my life. And that kind of led to everything that I did after that. Personally, I just love all the like granny things as people say which is I think really ageist but I love to cook I love art I love to read I love to collect flowers and like leaves and put them in books too so like all those kind of things and then professionally right it's cool it's cool flower pressing I used to do that as a child yeah I need to get more flower pressing into my life again it's like gifts for your future self like you open a book and then there's a a leaf and you Uh, professionally, I'm a graduate ecologist. Uh, I've kind of been involved in the sustainability scene, corporate-wise, and worked on like so many conservation projects in Ireland. I did one in Kenya in Africa, which is <gasps> so cool, really cool. Deadly. Then I'm also involved in youth work um, and climate justice and things like that. That is so. You've got a wide variety of skills and experiences and interests under your belt, which is pretty cool. Um, so you yes. said you've always had an um, uh, inseparable relationship with nature. So w- would that have been something that I don't know your parents would have encouraged, or was it? Did it have anything to do with like where you grew up and your your surroundings? I presume you did. You grow up in the countryside. You know what, like you could say that, I think because I grew up in Poland, I was born in Lodz. It's like a very strange place. It's like in the city, but then like my house was in front of a field and on on the other side, there was a forest. So it was like nature in the city. Like it's so spread out, you know, like it's so different than here. Here you have just urban and it's gray and it's pavements and you have a couple of trees, but there it's just like spread. So it's like massive area. So it kind of really helps with that, like having the trees and nature around you so I definitely grew up in that kind of um, environment and then my parents didn't really like have that big of a connection to nature my father definitely didn't my mom I think she may she enjoyed being in nature but she wasn't like I don't know uh, interested in sustainability or things like that other than just for pure need because you know back then that's just what happened you know to yeah. save money and I guess what like made that connection really strong for me was actually like not a positive thing it was because I felt really alone a lot and like I had a lot of hardship with, when I grew up like my parents were divorced saying uh, we didn't have a lot of money and uh, like at one stage my family nearly got evicted when my mom just gave, gave birth to my little sister oh, and we didn't have a place to go so it was just all me all the bad things and the one place where I felt accepted and like I wasn't judged was like the forest or like out in nature. I just felt like no one's going to care what I look like. Like they're not going to care if I, I don't know, came from this background or this background. Like you just accept it. And it's it's always been like that for me. So I guess I made that pledge to the forest to protect us. Like, I was like, you help me, I'll help you. I promise I'm going to save you. That was like, yeah, that's it. That's so, that is so, so lovely. And I, I can resonate with that a little bit. Like, and I think everyone can probably relate to it in some way that when it could be your day, your year, so you've got some mad stress going on in your life that 
how many people say go out in nature and like breathe yeah. and whatever but that but to go even deeper again it is a place of no judgment as long as you don't start you know disrespecting and leaving rubbish everywhere like you mm. will like you'll have a nice time mostly obviously if Absolutely. you go into a, a wild raft and you can't swim like there's some places where you should probably like step back a little bit but most places <laughs> there's there's just no judgment and yeah that's a really lovely way of putting it and what what point then did you move to Ireland I think I was nine my mom was like trying to escape oh. that toxic life so sure she yeah so she was like I'm gonna just leave the country <laughs> and we had like a choice of like Scotland England and Ireland and I thought Ireland was the place where the polar bears lived like I thought it was Iceland oh, so I was so a, a bit shocked when I got here I was like where's the snow <laughs> Oh, what a disappointment. But at least we have badgers. <laughs> we have badgers, so it's not so I bad. <laughs> I saw a pine martin yesterday. Uh, for my the first time in my life, I saw it. It was oh. on my to-do list, on my bucket list. Finally, have it ticked off. I'm so happy. Where, where, where did you see it? So I just moved to Wicklow, like, I don't know, three weeks ago. Oh, I know. So Wicklow. now I feel like... So I'm in beautiful. nature now. Oh, that's so <laughs> lovely. I'd say you're in yeah. your element. Yeah, we we're just going back from the shop and the Pine Martin ran right across us, like on the street, like just ran. And like, I was like, oh my God, hello. <laughs> I, I love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Um, that's okay. So you do so many things now. So obviously it's clear as day that ecology was probably a very simple path for you to follow then with that kind of love and relationship with nature. But at what point or was there a point or was it a gradual kind of process? Did you realize or learn about climate change? And um, hmm. when did that become uh, a factor for you? Yeah, I guess I guess it was around when I was eight or nine. So back then I was still in Poland and in school, the subjects were so different. Like there was so many more options. So we actually had things like music and architecture and things like that back in primary school. And one of the, my favorite class, like classes or lessons were nature lessons. And that's where I learned like, oh, batteries are really bad if you don't recycle them. And we even had like the system of like, you bring in batteries into the class and you get like an A on top of your grades so that if you, you're a really bad student, you, you have Fs all the time, your grade will go up to like, I don't know, a D if you kept being in batteries all year, you know? So it was really, really cool. Oh my um, God, things that's like that. so smart. That's madness. That's so cool. It is. And like, I loved it because like, I don't think I was that like interested in school. Like I was only interested in arts and like science and biology um it was really like just the two things I liked so back then I learned about the ozone layer and you know how important it is to recycle and things like that and it just became my whole life first of all I was like so inspired like to do things and then second I was really shocked that no one else is feeling the same way as me like I was literally the only one and I had this fire like in every part of me like I need to do this for like our planet you know like like nature is amazing and like why isn't anyone doing it with me so that's how I felt um so it was back then yeah I just felt really really strongly about it like I think when you're younger I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but I just felt like 100% committed to everything. I was like, I'm going to be this person. I'm going to be feeling this way about this. Like, I, I hate this song, but I love this song. Like, everything was 100%. So yeah. for me, the 100% was like, I want to help the planet and that's it. Yeah, so I think it just 
kind of happened since then it, that was probably back in like 2002 or something like that yeah um so I do think I was kind of lucky as well because that's not common like I don't think for people to get exposed to that kind of education so early on mm-hmm. uh, and maybe it helped that I was that young that I wasn't maybe corrupted by other things in life or like preoccupied with other things uh, so I kind of had that place in my head really on wow okay I think yeah I I was kind of similar as in aware of like trees being cut down and just things happening around me that I didn't like but I I don't think I actually really became I didn't become active until very recently um probably since the start of this podcast like before that I was I was just kind of like surfing along going oh I love nature oh no climate change oh but I love it um Mm. not actually kind of doing much but you have got so many projects and things under your belt and one of these is called understory so can you tell us about what it is what's involved we'll probably branch into loads of different things here because that's what you seem to be doing so (laughs) I know I just can't focus on one thing I don't know what it is Um, (laughs) so understory kind of came about because I felt really conscious of my own carbon footprint so like in my life over time, I'm now vegan. Um, I kind of adapted like a zero waste lifestyle. I buy in bulk, like all these things that you cannot do on your journey to being greener. I've kind of like ticked them off. And I'm, I don't know if, what, if I'm like doing it on purpose, but I'm like tick, tick, tick. I'm like trying to be as, I don't know, as green as I can be. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was thinking like the one thing that I can't seem to get is like consumerism. Like how do we do it consciously and like sustainably? Because we still need things, but it's not like it's like there yes for in every aspect, you know, uh, like it's impossible to be green, I think, and be a consumer. So what I thought, because I love plants, I thought I should open up like something like a plant shop or something that recycles materials, things that like things you can create out of waste and like create products and kind of have those as alternatives to the normal uh, plant shops so like the plastic pots I hate those mm-hmm. but they're like in every shop and like you're still using them I was like plastic free household and then I'm like I'm bringing these plants in and I love plants and I don't want to compromise on it so that's kind of how it began because I just kind of tried to extend my like personal like values into I guess I was just kind of creating it for myself basically is what happened um and then because I also love like community empowerment and I love creating and like I love art like there's so many things I love and I just really wanted them like to be one thing like to marry everything in one mm-hmm. which is what I could never do like everything is seems separated like you're either an artist or you're like a scientist but I love both so like I really try to combine them um so I felt like everything that I've done in my life kind of led me to that point because I've done science I've done some arts I did some youth work and I couldn't I still couldn't get a job and I was like <laughs> what do I do <laughs> typical right um so yeah so I was like okay let me just like I don't know rebel against everything and I was kind of mad at the world that like I'm not getting a job even though I've tried so hard and I you know spent four years of my life on a degree and then anyway so I was like okay let me do this thing and put my heart and soul into it I guess to simplify what I do is it 
Wonderstore is basically like an online eco garden store um, where I reuse materials that are waste in other areas. And then I incorporate my own waste into materials. And it's just like, it's like a circular kind of uh, system, very zero waste, but like actually zero waste. Cause you know, like those zero waste, like shops, they're zero waste for the consumer, but they're not zero waste for the actual business even yeah like even they end up waste. with some waste be it bulk exactly. waste or, or something yeah yeah so I was thinking like it is possible to be a hundred percent zero waste and circular so I was thinking of trying it out and it's kind of working like it's taking so much time but like it's really fun and it's really creative because you have to be innovative with your materials and things like that so that's kind of it like in the shop I try to create things that will connect other people to nature also like plant pots and things like that kits and the other side of it is the education and the community aspect so I do I started like a community group in North Mines which didn't have one before which is shocking that's mad <laughs> um, because it's such North Mines for people outside of Dublin or Ireland listening is such like an up-and-coming kind of hipster young yeah community I but yeah that mm-hmm. is surprising that it doesn't have yeah doesn't didn't have any community groups so you set one up so that that's where you were living before you were you moved to Wicklow yeah so I oh. lived there for maybe three years and I just always I don't know I have this thing of feeling alone I guess but I was like there's no one else here like who do I talk to like is there no one else who has the same ideas as me like that this bin is needed here or like, like this alleyway just beside uh, where I used to live and it was literally just so dirty and like littered every single day and I used to clean it up like as much as I could and I was just like is there no one else who like you know gets bothered by this and then I didn't do anything until last year when everyone was more confined to their where they lived and mm-hmm. I was like okay so I usually do like cleanups in forests and on the beaches so how about I just like focus on my area now and I set up this community group and I, like I found that most people have the same feelings as me which is crazy <laughs> like everyone had the same suggestions like across like 50 50 people I talked to and I just thought it was amazing like the one voice like across so many people in one community but they don't know each other you know like I just thought it was amazing (laughs) so I put them together or I tried um and we've kind of been like getting to know each other a little bit like we had a few meetups I did like uh, a few community events with them um and it's slowly growing and it's amazing and I love it and then I also do workshops and I worked with Accenture before uh, Eco UNESCO which is who I'm working with now on like this climate justice program um, which is really exciting and just like trying to do good things you know. Well it sounds like you're absolutely far and away with more than just good things but, but oh, you sound, it sounds so cool. So your sh- the shop is that kind of an online place and I presume like from what I've seen they're, they're very unique pieces obviously because you're upcycling things so they're kind of once-off things that you buy. Um, mm. Is that all online at the moment or do you plan on doing markets or, or what are your kind of intentions there? Yeah so I'm like very slow with it. <laughs> like I love making things uh, and I have some things that I need to like because it's just me basically understory is me mm-hmm. and I'm like learning about photography and I'm like learning about marketing and you know social media management and all that so it's like taking a little more time so I have 
quite a few products, but I haven't put them up yet. Like it's mostly people that know me or like my neighbors that would like know about these things. So I do have to make an effort to make it more public. Um, and then funnily enough, I actually did want to do a Christmas fair, but I just got, and not many people know this, I never knew how much it costs to do like a Christmas fair or like have a stall until yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> And I got an email back and I guess like it's my fault. I was like wondering about the ODS because, you know, the ODS is like oh, yeah, so, that would be a like place where everyone goes. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I probably shouldn't say, but it's like <laughs> over two grand for like a few days. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so, my God. It's not for me. It's not no. for me right now. <laughs> yeah, it was Jesus. Fair play to the people who can't. Who can afford that? That's wild. Maybe there'll be smaller markets and stuff where you can come up. That would yeah. be so lovely. Um, Love to, to do that. Yeah, to meet people in person. That'd be class. And do you think in future, putting the law of attraction out there, would you ever want a in-person physical shop? I would love that. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking, how fun would it be to like design your own shop and like all the things you love like have them there for yourself to look at you know like I, I just love that I try to surround myself with pretty things like you can tell yeah like I love plants and stuff so it'd be amazing yeah that'd be so 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 lovely um well I'll link obviously link understory and all of that in the in the show notes but you also like this weekend you'll be doing a foraging workshop so was foraging something that you like learn taught yourself like was it something you were doing as a child or how how did that come about I've only like I'm I am not a forager I picked wild garlic for the first time ever like this past year Exciting. and I was like I almost died I was like I know <laughs> what this is it's a leaf I can eat and it was Amazing. the most it was the most cool feeling ever but I wish I wish I knew more it's the kind of intelligence mm. I long for um so I wish if I was free this weekend, um, I would absolutely go to your to your workshop, which for future listeners will already have gone. So hopefully there'll be more. But yeah, how did you learn about foraging? I was kind of lucky, actually, because growing up in Poland, I think it's just a much bigger thing there. So my mom got involved in it through someone else. Like it was just a friend of a friend who was like, oh, do you want to come? And I absolutely loved this. Like I was so little. I was maybe like four. And because I was so small, like they would make me go and scout for mushrooms because I could just spot them because I was so small. So I was closer to the ground. And that was such positive reinforcement. They were like, oh, my God, you're so good. You're the best. And I was just having time of my life. So, yeah, I definitely was lucky that I was exposed to it early on. And um, that was just mushrooms Um, after when I guess I studied ecology I learned more and I was so really fascinated about like edible like wild foods so I did do a lot of like you know self-learning um and going out and I loved doing these like botanical studies like doing illustrations and things like that so I just really loved botany in general but it's so much more fun when you can actually eat what you find <laughs> yeah yeah so so that's probably it yeah I absolutely love foraging and we can still organize like not necessarily to pick edible foods but we can still go and 
look at things you know um yeah. just educational yeah kind of thing and i'd love to incorporate like first bathing into it and like self-awareness and just have like an amazing experience in the woods and uh yeah it doesn't have to be foraging um every time yeah oh that's so cool and i'm definitely going to keep an eye out for for all of that stuff and speaking of edible plants you mentioned earlier that you were vegan so i imagine well like at what point did that happen was it a step-by-step thing and was it for the environment or how did that veganism happen for you it's not that inspiring i guess like (laughs) what happened was when i was younger i always loved animals and i think i heard you say this before like i loved animals but i was never like too sure about being vegan i just thought it was too extreme like i just loved butter like salted butter and bread was my everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was like i can't give that up like there's only so much left in this life that i really enjoy just let me be (laughs) what i want to (laughs) be So I was like, not letting that go. And, uh, but I did give up beef since I was probably like nine, just because I knew back then, like how bad carbon emissions were or methane wow. emissions from. Um, so I did do that. And then I guess like it's been maybe three, four years since I've been vegan now. And like, I don't miss it at all. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think once you become it, it's really funny for the first few months. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. I was making these, like, energy balls out of, like, oats and things that tasted awful. And I was oh, like, no. is this what we eat now? <laughs> <laughs> this is my life now. I'm nothing to yeah. enjoy. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, I love baking and I love to cook. So I kind of created, like, vegan alternatives for everything I loved before. And, like, I don't see the difference at all, like, other than just that I feel much better better and I feel less guilty yeah so it's been amazing like I wouldn't change it and I'll probably be vegan for the rest of my life but if I decide to eat some butter one day like I'm not gonna be stopping myself it's not about like going 100% you know yeah moderation try their best exactly people just try their best and and be open to other people do doing their best as well I think it all helps and you were also talking there about a climate justice project with uh, UNESCO can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so I kind of became a youth uh, program officer with UNESCO which is like a charity organization in Ireland they're really really good and I've like done volunteering and internships with them before and I think they're so good for young people really empowering um, so at the moment, um, because COP26 is coming up, I think it's at the end of this month, I really wanted to incorporate young people into it because I think what happens a lot is we have this pent up energy and like we don't know how we can influence like those big corporations, those like policymakers, but we do feel the effect. I don't know. I feel like a lot of what they talk about is not their future. It's my future. It's my kid's future, you know. But yes, we don't really have like a voice as much as I think we'd want to have. Um, so I was just really hoping to create like a three-day event online where people can join. I think it would be probably aimed at like 11 to 20 years old, but anyone can join. Learn what it is. Uh, talk about like what steps we can take at home, things like that. So just kind of talk about it and, you know, feel like we're not alone I feel like you can do something like it's important kind of like a wholesome event hopefully 
It does yeah. sound very wholesome. Cool. I'll keep an eye out for when that's happening online. Um, fair play to you. Sure. And there's something else I wanted to ask. You mentioned um, community work in Rathmines and there was... I don't know if it's the same, Ali, but there was like a greenery, a green area that, um, did you want people help in like preserving it or, or making it biodiverse or what was that? I, I saw like your call out for like anyone, yeah. any locals interested. So can you tell listeners what you were doing there? For sure. Um, so I guess I have that mindset in my mind. Like if I see an area that I think needs improvements, like, I don't know I'm obsessed with changing things and making things better so I'm walking around my neighborhood because we had to do that so many times a day back then couldn't get out anywhere else so I was just walking around was like like this area is amazing like there's so many trees and I swear I don't do drugs this is just my natural like (laughs) this is my natural high you guys (laughs) (laughs) I was like what usually happens is you have like this crazy wild area in the city and people forget about it and it becomes really biodiverse and you know plants like start growing out of like every crevice and it's absolutely amazing and then someone comes chops it all off because it's too wild and it just gets lost so I was like oh god I think I need to say something here because I'm so afraid it's going to be gone um and it's like rough minds is does not have a lot of green space like Mm -hmm. whatsoever um it's really scarce so what I did was I put together like a poster and I maybe made three or four um, and I put them up and I was like, are you interested in getting involved in like some eco action in your neighborhood? And I got maybe like two responses. But that's something that's cool. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely awesome. And since then, like more people got involved and like, you know, word of mouth and all that. And now we have like 30 people, I think, <sighs> I guess. The proposal was, I made like a 10-page proposal about it, where I said uh, the ecological, educational, like conservation, like importance of the area, how many things you could do there. So I basically just proposed like for it to become like a biodiversity area with like birdhouses, or even like suggested like book hotels, which is now there. I made it anyway. I didn't get permission. (laughs) yeah with other people it wasn't just me uh we had like a nice little workshop and the kids like that keep walking by it anytime I see them see it they're like oh my god what's that and they come closer and they like look under it and it's just so amazing and like I don't know I feel like the council actually said no um Mm, of course they did but uh, I think I'm gonna get like I don't know go around it and do it with the landowner uh, directly because it's not actually like the Dublin City Council land okay. um, but they still said no I can't do it so I don't Aww. I think there's like a, a way I can go around that um, I think hmm. so I'm going to try that so that's my next step there's also another area in Rathmines that I proposed to have like a community garden in that would be so cool, a little community garden in Rathmines. And so it's good to know that this, because I, w- I have never applied for something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know that you can apply to your to your council to, to get the yeah. ball rolling. I actually have like prepared a whole resource email because I've gone so- through so many hurdles with this. And like I was banging my head against the wall so many times. I was like, I really don't 
understand why it's so difficult, but it's fine. I've done I've done it. I've gone through the process and I learned so many things. And I put, put together like this email for anyone who wants to do similar for like contacts, people who will help them, how to get grants, things like that. Because I didn't know it when I started and I just missed on the biggest grants. Uh, even though I asked so many different people about it, like is there any grant and no one like told me about it and then the one person that did it was too late oh, but it's no. fine there's always next year <laughs> yeah so basically I just put together this thing so if anyone needs any um, any tips like absolutely contact me I have it ready <laughs> to send <gasps> that is so kind and helpful of you I'll absolutely make sure to include your contact details in the show notes for sure. Cool. Um, Jesus, there's so much you're up to, Alex, that I feel like you need your own podcast. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> we can't chat all day. But before we move on to like the last section, is there anything else that you'd like to share for, for listeners, either that um, advice for them or things that you have in the pipeline for future or other recommendations that you do that people can adopt? Hmm. I think the main thing... I would like to say is for people because I think a lot of people who listen to this are the kind of people that want to help and they care about climate change and things like that mm. so I think my main thing to say to you is that you know not to be overwhelmed by us not to let the negative things like go into your head and I think the one thing I tell myself that keeps me kind of positive is that we all make choices like every single day. There's so many choices we can make. And if you decide to, I don't know, slap yourself in the face right now, you're going to give yourself a sore face in a few minutes. So it always kind of makes me feel like I do have control, you know, like what I do now will matter in the future. So you can you can definitely shape <laughs> I just love that example so much. <laughs> I mean, if you slap your face now, it'll hurt it in just a few makes minutes. Sense. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I, I say to that, that to myself way too many times in the day. Um, so for me, it just reminds me that like I do have control, and you you have to realize that no matter like where you come from, like what your beliefs are is so important, and it can lead to like having an amazing life, like a really fulfilling and positive life. And like I was at a stage in my life back, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where I was just so depressed and like so anxious. And I thought like, there's absolutely no way I'll ever be happy. And like, even though I felt like that, I still had that little reminder that like, I do care for something, I care for nature. So I hung on to that and I came out of everything and I'm here now kind of doing so many things and having so many like things I can be grateful for. Um, so I just think if you remember what you care about and what your values are, it's what matters and you always have it, no matter like who comes in, who like, I don't know, like gives that to you. If someone divorces you, like whatever tragedy happens, you always have for yourself and you'll have, you know, whatever is lying deep within you yeah so that's probably that's the, the so one thing lovely. I have to say oh that, yeah. no, that's <laughs> so so lovely and it's so true like you always have yourself and 
what you care about and yeah that's really important that is so lovely Alex now to change the atmosphere completely I'm going to switch to some bonkers questions sure (laughs) to close off um so they don't have to be climate related answers or related to the letter they're associated with you just pick a letter of the alphabet and there is a random question associated with it so do you want to give me your first letter could I have Z? Z, share something about the natural world that you find awe-inspiring. So you, out of Ooh. all the guests, probably have so many pe- so many <laughs> things to choose from. But yeah, any kind of example of something that makes your brain go, wow. I think mushrooms are fascinating. Like, yeah? <laughs> yeah, like they are the one thing I just, I can't ever like get accustomed to like whenever I see a mushroom it's like the first time I see a mushroom and I think it's incredible because what you see on top is the fruit body so it's like the fruit it's like the apple of an apple tree and beneath is like the root system which can be there for hundreds of years like there was a mushroom that they found that was a thousand uh, years old in the UK which I think is incredible Mm. and they say mushrooms were on the planet before we were so like we may be related to fungi more than we think i just think that's mind-blowing that we could be like fungus <laughs> yeah no it is it's so mind-blowing there's a documentary on netflix i think it's relatively new called fantastic fungi or fungi i don't know how you pronounce it but it was again mind-blowing and about that the mycelium network i think it's called and the yeah. fact that 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 is like linked to like trees tap into that into like their root system and like they literally it's not a hocus pocus imaginary thing they literally share information it's like the original world wide web is like is mushrooms talking to each other oh it's yeah so that's i think mushrooms are very apt (laughs) to choose for that question definitely um have you got another letter uh could i have a, I'm gonna make a. you like go from the top <laughs> to the bottom. <laughs> um, A for ash tree. Oh, the best plant-based meal you've ever had, Ooh. or one of. I know it's a hard question. Oh, I just love food so much. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to pick. Um, I think I make a really good stir fry, like a really good stir fry like if you if you think I'm like I used to be like a Chinese takeaway kind of guy like mm. before like I had Chinese takeaway all the time I marinate the tofu first okay then I put cornstarch on it then <laughs> I fry it and then I marinate it again so it's oh. like it creates this like crunchy <gasps> chewy texture which I love um yeah and then veggies fresh veggies maybe from the garden maybe organic so yeah I love stir fries stir fries marinated tofu can't go wrong Mm, love it and one one more letter um b b what's your favorite documentary oh I love David Attenborough like so much I think he is my like one of like I just if I could have him like in my house 
just like I don't know if you could just live with me just look I wouldn't even just, talk to him yeah, yeah yeah just look at him just sit there drink tea staring at him yeah. going just narrate something there David I will just, you? yeah I just want to have his presence like I think I think he's so calm and like collected and like I don't know there's just something like that I just love and yeah he's really inspiring and so knowledgeable and he's still active like he's still there and I I, I know I shouldn't but I worry like he's getting old and I really don't mm-hmm. want it to end and I I'm know, like no mm. I know he's in well into his 90s now I think yeah I fear the day yeah. I fear the day we lose him um but he's yeah he's left such a good legacy like his documentaries are bloody brilliant they're so good yeah that's probably like one thing I really wanted to do when I was younger as well like do documentaries and just like I guess learning about uh, animals and showing it visually which is what I'm still passionate about yeah so I think he inspired me as well when I was younger for sure well on that note I would like to thank you Alex for giving me your time again on this Friday evening and hopefully I will meet you in person if not at a protest or market somewhere hopefully in one of your foraging workshops so thank you so much it's been lovely Thank you. I'd absolutely love that. There you go. Um, It's not every single interview where when you're chatting with someone, you get like, even over Zoom, you have a connection. And even after the interview finished, we just had so, we just kept chatting for ages. We have so much in common, myself and Alex. So... Um, I can't wait to meet her in person. Raging, I couldn't go on the foraging trip, but I I hear it went really well. And yeah, so hopefully we'll meet in person. And I hope you guys got something out of Alex's book there. And her email is alex at understory.ie if you would like to get in touch and ask her for help or those email kind of layouts that she made for applying to Arts Council or not, not Arts Council, um, City Council funding or City Council, um, what's the word? Permission. Guys, my brain is just not working. I don't know what's going on with the universe this weekend. I'm so tired. Oh, but anyway, we got here. We're at the end and I hope you guys enjoyed this little chat. Um, stay safe don't forget to share the podcast recommend it let me know if you've any feedback good or bad but yeah that's it have a lovely another two weeks and I will catch you back in two weeks time with another episode and another amazing person that you can take a leaf from their book out of so thank you so much for tuning in listening all the way to the end I'm sending you so much love mind yourselves bye bye